Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. We are here to talk about Sunderland's first league defeat of the season. Just when we thought we were all going to steamroll the league and smash every team every week, we've been reminded exactly where we are. So, joining myself tonight and Gareth is Craig Clark. Hello. Hi. How are you doing? Uh, very well, Craig. I've done the podcast with you in a while. You've done plenty, but I just don't think we've been on any of them. When he's talking nonsense, <laughs> nonsense about Danny Dyer and stuff, I've. Uh, Side, I think the last time those ones. <laughs> I know. I think the last one we did would have been about like I don't know some vintage season or something oh, earlier yeah, in COVID. Yeah. I think we did do one about like derby games or something, yeah, didn't we? Or, we I don't know. You were with us for the Lee Howie couple as well. The ninety six. That's right. And there was one with uh, one with Kevin Phillips as well. I think. We These one? all feel like a lifetime well, ago, we don't one, they? Are we doing loads of stuff together. Yeah, really? yeah, yeah. I know. It just feels like a lifetime yeah. ago because like time's gone weird. <laughs> Yeah, time has gone weird. All still, all still available on the old, uh, on the old, ta- on the old uh, podcast app. All those things <laughs> that you can still listen to now, Ga- still relevant. And all Gareth's because, concept of you know, time's time gone so far away that he can't string sentences together anymore. <laughs> well, you know, I can't speak. That's you know, that's your thing. It's, an, it's a miracle that it's a miracle that we've got six years into this uh, and I haven't been. You know, thrown into the way. Um, matter of time. Matter of time. Mm. <laughs> yeah, quite quite timely that I forgot to pick my microphone up when I did the introduction there. So that will sound not as good. And which is when we're talking about how we don't know how we've survived this long. They'll be like, "Yeah, I, I get you. I get you." Uh, I've done that a couple of times. It's always sound right to be honest. It won't be quite as bad as when It'll Craig did the reaction pod. And he was in a different. Oh, he was in a different postcode. It, it doesn't sound that bad generally from experience. There'll be no meatloaf I'm, uh, no, I'm interference. Sure, I'm sure it'll be okay. I'm sure it will be. I okay. stop putting meatloaf like, on. Yeah. In in like twelve years' time, into wise men say like. We'll be trying to record podcasts you and like a alien invasion or something like that. I mean, the, also, you know the way things are going. Who well, knows what could happen? Well, we'll be doing it about a team playing in like I don't know Northern League Divisions Two or something. The way things are going financially <laughs> uh, for not just Sunderland for like all clubs. Uh, you, you know, a team like Rodwell's been talking again about that. I know this is diving into serious stuff, but he's mentioned again, and he's got a fair point on this about clubs are going to go under because everyone celebrated the that that thing the big six thing uh not going through but there's been no other sort of proposal to sort this out so we're all just still hanging in there by the skin of our teeth aren't we no nah, we nah, we've got loads of money 
Oh, sorry, I forgot that. Uh, Jim, Jim must be talking about other clubs at this we, level. We hear clubs. football. Yeah, uh, we hear football, football clubs flexing the muscles and trying to create a hierarchical structure by money. Apart from when it's us, sack the other clubs off in League One, we'll be all right. Don't worry about it. But we don't <laughs> want the big six doing it. Definitely not. Don't want them creating. No, no, don't want that. No, don't want that. Um, we'll make a big one in League One of just <laughs> us. <laughs> a breakaway. A breakaway one. <laughs> Be yeah, we just play our under twenty threes. Yeah, well, they won again today, didn't they? Yeah, it'll be quite a competitive game, Finally. judging by their current performances. Yeah, so. yeah. No. I mean, it's about time to put that right and to spend a bit. They invested on it a little bit in the summer, didn't they? And brought in, you know, this isn't this isn't suddenly a crop of young players rising through each age group of the academy. They had to bring players in to a depleted team, didn't they? In the summer, and they brought. They brought a good handful of players in from elsewhere to play for under twenty three because it was so bad. It but makes, at least, um, but at least they've done it. it. Makes, they could it have makes, done that two years ago. It well, makes Paul Reed's, Paul Reed's effort look even better, doesn't it? Now, <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> did we? Did we actually win a game while he was involved? I don't think we did, did we? Sure. I don't, I don't, I don't think, think so. we did. At least they've won a couple I, this year. I, we we certainly have, do yeah. do very well. So, yeah. I think we might have won three games across like the top age levels and like. Across the entire academy while he was involved, and then all the good uh, or any of the good talent just left. <laughs> yeah, he did a great job, though, according to him. <laughs> well, you know, he's got to put something from, on his LinkedIn. You know, I mean, he's he's been working from home since you know September 2018, <laughs> so he doesn't have to worry about it. Same, same old, same old for him. But well, anyway, yeah, we've, we've managed died, to we've not talk about what actually we've even progressed. Yeah. This is what I'm managing. Happened. It's it's yeah. it's fine. We're not winning, so uh, we, didn't, we didn't tactics. win exactly. We spent. Yeah. I mean, Do we spent, talk about we, that spent shit. we spent a year or something or two years doing this as we plummeted down the leagues, uh, trying our best not to talk about to, to, well to talk about anything but the football. So we're just we're just uh, showing that we've still got the capabilities of doing that, rambling <laughs> on and going diver. Can I stop? We know how to deflect. Just on the on the <laughs> just a, starting on the on the game at the weekend. What I would say, not there was a. He's Some diving in. On Twitter or something, somebody said, like, you know, oh, I don't even bother, like, listening to podcasts as to have lost because um, everyone's just so negative. You're just so negative. And I was thinking, well, firstly, if you don't listen, how do you know we were negative? Um, True. But what I would like to say is that I I don't think there's any need to be negative. I just think it's sometimes you you don't play very well. Um, yeah. You Being negative when we get relegated two seasons in a row. I was just, it's hard yeah, not I'm to just be talking negative about this when... game at the weekend. <laughs> but I'm just saying that, you know, I, like there's there's not lots of positives to take out of the weekend and there's stuff to talk about around, you know, the fears that we've had and I'm sure we discussed it before about what would happen in a game where we went 1-0 down or, or went behind Two, in one. a game. Now, obviously, we saw the Bristol Rovers game um, at the start of the season, you know, we we did batter them really for the entirety of the game without creating really good chances. But we should have won that game. At the weekend, obviously, we played a much better team than them. Easily the best team we've played. Um, you know, their pressing was something we've not encountered yet this season. The first team to really put us under yeah. pressure. Our, our midfield um, It wasn't even necessarily our defenders either. The tactic was no, to stop, the it was to stop our midfielders yeah. from playing, wasn't it? All yeah. three of them. As soon, just, as, soon as they got just, the ball, it smothered them, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was the, the sack at press. 
we yeah. uh, fell under, fell it's under good, the spell. It's good tactic, to be we, fair. We it works, but yeah, no, I mean, to be, to be fair as well. So I, it's fine. I think it's fine. It's fine to discuss a game. We, you know, the, we'll come on to the, the problems, but <clears> sometimes you just got to say, we didn't play as well as we can. They were really good, and we just yeah, we lost yeah. the game. I think, but there was a spell. There was a spell after half time where we didn't create any quality chances, but we came out after half time, which was positive. We had a bit of a go, and we did. We did go at them, but we just ran out. Of, we didn't get a goal, and we ran ran out of steam after seventy minutes, and then that was it. Really, it was kind of you know the right was on the wall. It's just a little, um, just and a, this is, a little little reminder, isn't it? That you know, I think. I still think out of the th- and I've got I've got some I've done some comparing of the past three seasons here. I still think this is the best generally we're playing since since we've been relegated in terms of how we started the season <clears> personally. And I think it's just just reminds you that, you know, maybe at the back of your mind there you you're starting to think we're not even conceding. We've seen we've seen Sunderland steamroll divisions before and it was at the back of everybody's mind, perhaps that could be this season and it's just a reminder that we're maybe not all that quite yet. I think I think we, we, we still we still might. No, we, we will. We still yeah, might. We, it's, we, it's one we, game we, in seven. Yeah, we're the last team in the league to lose the unbeaten um, record. Yeah. I think I was reading today that as well that um, the Premier League six games in, it's the first time ever there's been no unbeaten teams, which I thought no, was interesting. Now that's it. that's the Premier League, but I think it's just shown that we're all impacted by. By not by fans not being there, I think we're seeing we're seeing oh, it's really really hard to predict which way these are going to go. And I think Portsmouth did come, the the, the quite clearly uh, were under instruction not to give our our three midfielders anything on the ball. I thought you know ironically the one time we maybe should have mm. thought about bypassing our midfield, um, yeah, and we didn't do it quickly enough. Or, um, you know the players didn't recognise that, and I I felt like whatever Parkinson told them at half time obviously worked. As Gareth said, we came out and played a little bit better. But sometimes the players have got to manage that and deal with that situation themselves, and and you know speak to each other and say right because it wasn't it was a clear attack. It wasn't they, they were just pressing us all over the field. It was it was the three midfielders. They were having three and four players round each one at times, and sometimes you got to think like let's can we switch yeah. it elsewhere? And it just took us too long to do that. And as Gareth said, I think by the time. You know, they had something to hold on to by the time we even started to apply ourselves correctly well, and work out how to get round them. It's one of those games where you've got all these strikers in the squad and I know, like, I, I put some tweets out off the account about the 0-9 decision to play him and the position he played and Gooch where he played and I'm sure we'll come on to that. But before we do that, this one really is a hindsight comment. Um we've got all these strikers and we've not played two of them. And I think speaking to what you've just said there, Steve, probably, all right, maybe not at the start of the game because you didn't, we, well, we're, we're just fans, so we don't know how Portsmouth are going to come out. I'd like to think the club, the people managing the football team would know that. But the way they've played against us, maybe the change needed to have a bit more physicality up front, white and another, and it would have just given us another dimension personally even in the previous two games that we'd won and won well I'm not a huge fan of having the three central midfielders and then Maguire as some kind of Agree. free role uh, it, there's not enough up front in that because Maguire's coming so deep at times and Maguire was, it doesn't my, make sense Maguire was to me playing well when he was playing further back and even even when he was going with two of the strikers who we do have whether it was like yeah. O'Brien, Greg, Graham, Wyke they, those guys were creating chances for themselves. 
Yeah. So, so for I, him to change that, I, I, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I found it bizarre. I, I wasn't a big, but we won the game. So, you know, in the past, I'm not saying we have, I'm not one who thinks you should just keep a team the same because you're winning games personally. But others think that you should try and keep the same team together. And people would look at it and say, well, why would you change it? We're winning games. But my, I personally had thought Maguire hadn't. He flashed, he looked good in flashes and obviously like won the penalty and then took it and score it, things like that. But the system, the structure of the team, I think has looked, like you say, Steve, better when we've had him a little bit deeper and then pushing out wide from that right-hand side of the midfield. Um, I, Structurally, the team just didn't cope well with what they had to offer and I think that was something he should have adjusted Maybe a little bit sooner. Throw Graham on. I think that go along. That's the the alar- the alarming thing, and th- this is the main negative. Is when we discussed it earlier, and like a few, you know, pods ago, when we were changing the strikers on a you know weekly basis, and kind of I argued, you know, maybe it's Parkinson. Doing kind of a, with a horses for courses approach, and Stephen said, "Well, I don't think it is that. I think it's that he's just kind of trying to stumble Figuring on it out. something that works." <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, it looks like not that. Unfortunately, Stephen is right. Unfortunately, Stephen is right. I think you know, <laughs> um, that that is what has happened, and it's a bit disappointing because we've. The vol- sheer volume of games that we've got to play. Yeah, that is a problem. And you know, the, you just think, well, you don't change a game in a. You, you can't. Ch- Phil Parkinson can't change the pattern of a game in a game with substitutions. We've learned that in the last well, season that he's yeah. been at Sunderland, and that that was the alarming thing at the weekend. I think it's like, well, it's going to be more <laughs> of the same in that regard. So you might as well, if you can't change the game. You know, in the game, you might as well freshen things up if you've got like if you're swapping plan A for plan A. Yeah, you might as well just do it at the start, you know, and then and then give some people a rest. You know, you speak to the squad and say, look, like so. Say for example, Charlie White. To be fair, I thought he he's been decent. He played well. Games. He he has. He played well again um, against Portsmouth. But at the in- same time, you got to say to him, we've got like four strikers now. You've been playing well. You're not. I'm going to rotate it, not because yeah. I don't think you're not playing well, but I just want to. I just want to make sure that we're nice and fresh, and everybody's like you know, doing the same thing. Bearing a goal, yeah, yeah. The 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 options at the moment seem to be you know the, in terms of tactical changes, it's like for like, or when it gets desperate, it's full Bruce. Yeah, you know. And, and yeah, like that was a alarming Danny Graham, as well. Danny yeah. Danny Danny Graham's starting position when he came on was central midfield. And it's like, well, what are you hoping? What are you hoping is going to happen here? This whole idea of bringing loads of strikers on. Sometimes you're better off bringing an extra midfielder on, so you can get somebody on the ball, yeah, and then, you know, hold the ball, create the opportunities to make space for runners, and then create the opportunities that way, rather than just look sticking loads of strikers on and hoping that you're going to get the ball into the box. It's going to fall for somebody and will score. You know, it just to me, it just seems quite. You know, it does. It's a disappointing thing that it feels as though we're in for another season of if we do go behind in a game. 
you know, what, have problem, got, what have we actually got to get back into it? And yeah, I, I guess it depends on the circumstances. I know it's only once it's happened, really. But well, actually, it's actually twice where we've gone behind yeah. in games and we've we have it. We failed to win them yeah. both. Yeah, so that's a, that's a concern. I think that, that is that is the, a worry. The, that is a con. That is the concern and the thing I feel as though we've come out of that game learning about this team. I think my concern. That you're <clears> right. That is a concern. And I think you know. What didn't help on Saturday when we said Portsmouth came with a game plan at work? They got the nose in front. We responded quite quickly, to be fair. But then when they got the nose in front again, what didn't help? What doesn't help is when I'm saying players need to try and figure out a way to win to win games. You can't always just say, well, the manager needs to change it. Because these are professional footballers and at times <clears> they should be using their experience you know, and their expertise in this sport to try and say, right, let's, let's try and do this now. Something Kevin Ball speaks about a lot, saying that, you know, the players would have to do that. You can't rely on the manager to do that. You can't be spoon-fed. Gareth Southgate talks about it a lot as well, and I like it. But what doesn't help is, when you're starting a game, and I think just, you know, building on what Gareth said, not to, not to say that I'm right, but he's kept a winning team because we won the game, we kept a clean sheet. That resulted in Lugo yeah. 9 playing in a back three on the left-hand side and Lyndon Gooch right wing-back. Now, I'm all for keeping a winning team, but when you're couple up against a team, you're losing the game, they're executing the game plan well. The last thing you need to, do, to worry about or concern yourself about is adapting to this system and shape where people are in positions they shouldn't be in because that's something else you've got to overcome during the game as well. And it all adds to it. And Luke 09, I thought, and then somebody, I, I put something out on Twitter saying, you know, he was all over the place and the shape was all over the place. And somebody came back to me and said, well, Luke 09 wasn't a fault for any of the goals, but that's not the point. Yeah, that's not the point. It was Where he got sent off. Yeah, no, he yeah, got okay, sent off. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, this was at half time when I made the point. Like the he he, the shape was all over the place, and they were exposing it time and time again. Now, somebody please tell me the logic behind behind that decision, as not to put 09 right wing back and to put a, a natural centre half or like McLaughlin or Flanagan or somebody like that in the back three. It's crazy. Well, it has to be Flanagan who comes in. You've got San, uh, Sanderson who hasn't He's not even on the, bench. on the bench yet. He might not, he no, might not be fit. He's not played. That's he's true. Not, uh, well, mm, I don't know about well, that. He didn't play well, Flanagan's on the bench. He didn't, play, he, he, he didn't play in the under-23s today, so perhaps he is fit. No. Yeah. So, he's got, so either way, you've got options there. I totally agree. I don't mind Gucci's right wing-back as an option. I think if you watch his defensive work off the ball... He's very good. He understands. He's diligent and he, he works hard, but I, yeah. but I don't think but he's positioning. I, I wouldn't have him there instead of nine. No. Well, no. I, I, we missed a lot from all nine in that position as well because he's good in that position as well. And yeah, he is. He's, 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 big, he's people physical. He's really quickly. Yeah. He's yeah. tall as well. He's quite he tall and physical. Out. He susses people out um, quite quickly and nullifies them. The problem is at centre back he becomes exposed, and that's what on we his saw weak when side he, as well. You know, the, it's not like he was right. Yeah, he gets you know twice. Twice people everyone... have got wrong side, and 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 he, as a result, he's been sent off because he's had to make decisions that you know. It, you know, I, there was a. I know people were saying, "Oh well, it looked soft." The penalty it was a definite penalty. He's he's run behind. He's him fouled him. I mean, yeah, it was a yeah, foul and it was a yellow card. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and that's you know it's a shame we're going to miss him. Fortunately, Rochdale, from what we've seen of them over the last few years, I mean, the last time we played Rochdale, they were absolutely pathetic. So hopefully, there'll be more of the same. They're just an ordinary night, team tonight. Yeah, yeah. And we shouldn't be fearing those teams. And the positive is out this season, apart from Bristol Rovers, 
generally those teams we've put them to bed and we've been absolutely dominant in the game so I'd expect the same um, in that yep. game um, but I totally agree with you Stephen in that I don't I don't and I know people will often say well nobody was complaining when the team was selected yeah. it's like well the thing is when people when people complain about the team selection and then we win afterwards they're like people are like oh well yeah you were complaining we won so I was complaining like, about well, it most people <laughs> Most people, are, I found it odd. It's an odd, to, odd decision to me to to keep all nine in there, and especially when you could have rotated one of the midfielders out and pushed Gooch into there if you wanted to play that system where he's. It's almost, you know, if you had Gooch and Maguire kind of sitting in behind Wyke, you've got a bit more of a attack and threat, and that was a three you played in there. Yeah, that, that would season. work. And they had a I quite don't mind nice, that at all. Uh, they had quite a nice little sort of partnership, um, but it just. It just didn't, you know. We we just didn't. <clears throat> the the the, what, the positive out of the negatives as well. I would say is the goals were conceded. The first one, Ugh. it's just you know we've 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 been over we've been overloaded and got done. Right, okay. The second one is a oh, bad a mistake, mistake from Ledbetter, and the third one's a penalty. So it's not like we've been carved off. The first one we've, we've was just... down the ship for me. Starting over where all nine <clears throat> yeah. was, they were all I mean, pulled across. I mean, Will, I mean Willis. Willis again, like you know, you I think Willis really has like been him, isolated he, for that mind. I I don't blame he, Willis um, for that first goal. I don't know. I didn't think he. I didn't. Uh, he, he took. Where's where are far, Gooch and Scowen? Yeah, but where are Gooch and Scowen? There's just there's nowhere to be seen right. at all. I'm trying. Like, I'm trying to. I'm trying to think of the how the player developed and did we turn the ball over quite quickly? Oh, nine got pulled right out of course. position, and the, we were we the whole were, thing got. Yeah, we were undermanded. Yeah, we we got were undermanded. Dragged, we all got dragged over. when they put the ball across. There was yeah. only a couple of players there. Or nine was nowhere to be seen. Yeah, we, He's playing centre half. Yeah. He was nowhere in the box to be seen. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. So and then your right wing backs are nowhere to be seen in terms of like giving a, making a mistake that leads up the goal. But our shape was all over the place back there, and it's it's surprising more than anything because Parkinson sort of. His Billy's reputation on, on having a good solid defensive shape. Yeah. So then, just... but he's also his reputation is loyalty to the players who are playing. Yeah, he likes that. I, I just think Portsmouth wasn't the team too. to do that though, was it? You know, if we were, well, if we were, well, open, of course, if not, we were no. open Rochdale, fair enough. To say yes, I'm going to show fear from the winning team here again. But I don't want Portsmouth. You pick your best team, and and well, and, you know, even... and that wasn't it. And I don't think he believes that was it either. Well, in in that instance as well, I mean, look, we are we are really going into in hindsight here, but it isn't just like obviously me personally, I didn't say anything about the team selections in the previous two games, but if you are managing a squad and you've got games coming up, do you really play Grant Ledbetter two games before you play the big one against Portsmouth when you're playing two teams you should be brushing aside? Now you could argue, did we have the squad availability to rotate it? Before that, maybe not. But what's a Betty plays every single one of these games? And by Ipswich, how many games can he can he kind of play in a row? Now I don't know Grant Ledbetter. He might be in great condition. He might be absolutely fine. But you'd think at his age, you've got to manage him. You've got to manage him through these games. Well, and, and within the games as well. And pointing this out the other week again, it's we don't. There's no. There's no need. Like in the Swindon game, things like that. There's like there's no need to like. Yeah, you've got it won, haven't you? There's, there's not. You've won the game. There's no need to like not like not make changes. And we we were reluctant when when you changes to change a game is essentially like for like. Why aren't the changes to maintain a game like for like? 
Well, it just <coughs> seems yeah. odd. It, it just seems odd to me that the options and the the, op, the only options we have in terms of changing a game is either chuck loads of strikers on. Yeah. I mean, or 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 just swap bike for like. I mean, my my. I, not saying he's a world beat or anything like that, but I'd always try and get Diamond on the bench, maybe. Because he can because run at people. Ver- he's versatile, yeah. and he likes to run at people. He's but got you, little, you're right, though, he's, he's not fast, but he's got a little bit of pace. And it, at least you're going, well, we're going to change. We're going we're gonna to have somebody who's come on, come on and do something a little bit different. So we've seen this last season as well, and it's weird because we've just been talking about it, and he's actually started... Uh, Maguire in this kind of midfield role but that was another thing that he liked to do uh, when we were losing games or not winning or whatever was to drop Maguire into midfield uh, when we were playing different systems to the one we've, <coughs> that he's kind of gone for now and this seems to be his thing is it, like he's got a system it's very rigid and he's going to put different players into those positions he's not going to be really very flexible on it so when he throws on the strikers, like you say, you end up with Danny Graham in sort of this weird midfield position as if having the striker on the pitch equals more goals. Not like... Steve it, Bruce. It doesn't seem Steve very well Steve thought Bruce out. It, it is. It's from the but Steve it's, Bruce But at least when Bruce, Bruce did it, but you'd have a line of them up front with Bruce. They'd just line up on the edge of the box <laughs> yeah, and it would yeah. be crap. With this, you've got them coming on and then playing in positions that they... It's like, well, if you're going to put Danny Graham in midfield... Why didn't you bring a midfielder on? I, d- I don't understand honest. what the point in that is. It's really bizarre. It felt as though, as well, when we signed Danny Graham, it felt as though he was like absolutely desperate to play him. Yeah. Like it felt as though, right, I need to get him in the team, I need to get him in the team. And very quickly... It's I mean, back to Wyke, fe- isn't it? It's it's back to Wyke, and it's not, he's not really I'd features. have Grig and Graham up front, and personally. I, 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 I probably would as well. Well, I think Wyke's earned... His place uh, in the mean, team, yeah. yeah no, as yeah, we've yeah, told, he has by performance. I just mean idea. I mean, we'll, we'll come on to that when we when we talk about the um, the game tomorrow. Um, we'll we'll have a break and we'll come back and talk about that. I think. How do people? Do you know without checking how this compares to the last two seasons? I will start because I've just I, done, I did a little bit of a look before we came on. I, I would I would think it's we're probably doing slightly. Better than last year, but, but worse. not as well as yeah. the first Well, season. it's very, very close. That so, I mean, the first thing to say is seven games, 14 points. So we're on the two points per game, which is what which game, is yeah. what people project if you want to get promoted, isn't it? That's what they always say. Yep. You, you should be aiming for, so that's the first thing to say. Uh, yeah, well, also, Steve, you've got to think about that points per game because you <laughs> can get promoted on that, uh, <laughs> yeah. judging by last season. Yeah. So. Yeah. Wick, yeah. Wick, if, if, point, if, yeah. if football stops now, Wickham are going to get relegated two divisions. <laughs> Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I'm surprised by this because, like you said, Gareth, I thought we were doing better than last season. It's exactly the same as last season's start. Um, wow. Interesting. Seven games, 14 points. But then we did, the wheels come off a little bit after that. Um, so we drew mm. a home. Yeah, where we yes, we, we drew a home to Rotherham, if you remember, and we should have won that game. Yeah, now, Rotherham got promoted, yeah. and they, you know no, we well, absolutely McGeady missed battered that. them. McGeady missed the yeah. penalty, and we were, McGeady that would have been two 0 and we were absolutely up. battering them. Then we went to Bolton and nearly lost oh, when you know yeah. to a team who were yes, like, that was who were lo- who were getting stuffed every week, and then there was a, a McGeady last minute goal, wasn't it, that, that got us a point, Apparently, yeah. and then um, we beat MK Dons, and then we lost. Yeah, we were when we lost to Lincoln, we were we were stuffed. Well, we were terrible, and then Jack yeah. Ross was sucked after that. So 
You can see the trajectory then. But well, look, can this... I just say at that point? Yeah. As well, Steve, but I'm not like... Del- I've heard you saying as well about like, I think that the last few games has been as well as we've played since we come down. I'm not sure. It's hard to gauge. I think we are beating teams in a way that where you feel like we're never going to concede. But in the there's similar fixtures under Ross where we would like literally blast teams off the park. Like MK Dons, it was your mention of that that made me think of that. Wickham would be really handily under uh, Parkinson, I think, actually. Uh, so we have a habit of doing this where we looked... I can remember when we first came down and we obliterated Scunthorpe like 4-0 or 4-1 or something. We do. We have done this before where we've scored more goals than we have in these fixtures. Yeah. And I, I'm not sure if we have been better or if it's... A slightly different mm. version. I think of the type of I think, things we've done. You in know, the past. We, we, not, not not talking about those games I just mentioned there after the seven points. So this exact time last season after the, after the seven games, fourteen points, similar to now really, where yeah. we'd we, we'd beaten a team that were fancied and lost to a team that were fancied. So obviously yeah. we've just lost to Portsmouth and we've beat Peterborough last season. By this yeah. point, we lost to Peterborough and we beaten Portsmouth. Oh, he got, yes. we got absolutely roasted off people. Yeah. Like, oh, it was horrible. We did, that. but it was, was, it was, it was, it was our only defeat Or nine got sent off as well, didn't he? God, I forgot about that. I think White got sent off as well, didn't he? We got two sent off I in that remember. game. I just remember them back on us. I think White got sent off at two You're right, you're right, and, he uh, did. Or nine, or nine got sent off for punching or not punching. Yes, Ivan that's right. Tony, I think got, got oh, yeah, that's right. right. But the White yeah. one, because the White one was really stupid. It was yeah, like, well, was what like are you doing? Bit, like, yeah, exactly, yeah. Brainless behaviour. Yeah. yeah but we've had, th- I mean, we've had three red cards this season in seven games. God, I hadn't even thought of that. And we had, you know what? We have had a bit of a re- uh, disciplinary problem since we've been relegated. It's we've, got, but, we've had we've had a lot of sendings off since we've been in this league. I think in this time as well, there's been no complaints. Where the past, like you say, that yeah. Ivan Tony one, and we've had the other, the Max Power thing, where there was some of those were a little dubious and things the season before. But this season, there's not really been any complaints. There've there've been incidents where we've been caught. Uh, to be honest, so uh, we yeah. need to sort that out. We kind of go through the season at a rate where we've played. Play <laughs> we'll get Four, red cards. Fourteen games have been. Yeah, fourteen games have had six red cards. Like, that, that's we haven't. Gonna... We haven't even got League Catmull anymore. I know. Yeah. But his, his legacy lives on. <laughs> his legacy lives on. Yeah, um, yeah we, we shouldn't perpetuate goes, that. Goes to he cat, didn't get sent uh, off very often. He didn't get sent off very often. That's not. That's not. Let's not Let's feed not, that uh, narrative. Exactly, yeah. it's feed the narrative. His uh, last club had a good good weekend. They got beat thirteen 0 at home off Ajax. So the spirit of Lee Catmull really does live on. <laughs> not that we ever lost that badly, yeah, but you could imagine Sunderland losing like that yeah. at home against somebody. Uh, anyway, usually spelling the end. Like usually, your points, usually spelling the end of the manager. <laughs> um, yeah. So the season before two thousand eighteen nineteen, we were a point better off. So seven games. Yeah, that makes sense. Fifteen points. However, we did lose the eighth game at Burton, three one. So if we Christ, win, two one, we so got if we it? if we win um, tomorrow, <clears throat> Tuesday, we will be better. It will be the best start we've made after eight games since we've come down by a couple of points. Okay. Um, well, I would say we had the best team we've had that first season. Yeah, but it was the best division by some distance, yeah. Oh, yeah. and now this is the worst division by some distance. And we probably have a squad that's about par with last season, yeah, because we've yeah. got rid of some of the players who 
who probably weren't very good. And I don't hate the signings we've made. I think we've made some okay additions. And we look, people keep going on about not having the squad depth, but I think for this level, we nobody else is going to have a squad as deep as us. And I suppose this is the last time we need and to not, mention it, but not to, to not use that squad depth yeah, properly exactly. is even more frustrating because it's there to be used. Uh, no, nobody's going to have a squad as deep that they don't use. <laughs> We're just going to have like this massive like bench. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, uh, Charlie White at the end of the season is going to have played fifty nine games, scored three goals. <laughs> no, that's harsh. Yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and Gr- going to be just like have three sub appearances, fused, fused to the bench. Yeah, <laughs> but. Uh, it does. It, we do have the squad depth. I think we have the, a, a balanced squad. Yeah, we lack some things that we'd like in the squad, but we do have enough players to cover now to the point where Luke O'Neill should really not have to ever play centre back again unless we have the most like the worst luck in history well, and yeah. lose another two centre backs or something. Well, that's it. Why? Why are you playing with a makeshift defence? When you have it, when when you've got defenders available yeah. to play a proper defence, and that's that, well, nobody no, nobody can work that out, can they? No, like, not, I, you know. and and uh, people did say like because I put things out about that on the on the Twitter account, and I'll say you know that was me, and if people feel like that was hindsight, that's fair enough because it was after the fact, but you know did mention it at half time that it would be the obvious change to take all nine off, and also. Somebody did make the point, well, maybe Flan- he just wanted Flanagan on the bench for emergencies. But again, what I found weird, and this applies to uh, when we started with McLaughlin as wing-back and O9 at centre-back, I don't understand that, why you wouldn't play McLaughlin as the centre-back ahead of O9. Mm. So even if you take Flanagan out of the equation, to my mind, McLaughlin should start as a centre-back ahead of O9, just because he's played there for his yeah. I, agree, I agree he, he's well he is he, I mean, he, he can play a centre half and a back three there's no doubt about it Yeah, he doesn't want to he obviously you know, he, maybe he was thinking oh, 9 might step in a bit more and do a li- little bit like Willis does carry like, it out you know yeah carry it out uh, yeah. maybe he's thinking that but you know on the point where people are like you know saying it's you know hindsight wise after the event or whatever if you criticise before, you'd be seen as negative. But that's and fine also, as well. It's fine. It's fine also afterwards to go. Well, it didn't work, and then if it doesn't work, it's fine. Like just it's, don't it's, do it, it again. Don't see the problem in saying, "Well, you tried something and it didn't work. This is why it didn't work." Don't yeah. exactly don't do well, it. Well, so but it's po- and the other thing I think the other point would be we're also not responsible for knowing how the other team sets up, what their strengths and weaknesses are. That's on the manager in well, his the, team. The strength, is that, the strength is that their midfield is the best in the league. And it actually that, was this time, unfortunately. It, it, that's yeah, the it thing. Was, it was the best we've played against this time. Say, until, I, tomorrow, I, I, until tomorrow. Until <laughs> tomorrow. But Andy Cannon, was it? Number 14 for them? I thought he I was know. really good. He just got in our faces all the time. I'd never knew nothing much about him. I can't say he stood out in previous games against them. But in the game plan that they set up, he had the legs to just get in our faces yeah. constantly and repeatedly and the, we didn't have an adjustment we didn't know what to do to stop that happening uh, the pl- the player who always did for us at Portsmouth previously was that um, Gareth what's he called <clears throat> can't remember oh, his I name now the number number 26 
Oh yeah, he comes. every 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 time he'd come on and change, was he called Taylor or something? It Gareth might have Taylor been Taylor. Yeah, that they had lots of players he'd who come just... on all the time. Like every, he'd not start, he'd come on and like we couldn't handle him. Get at you like every time. And I can't I can't remember what he was called. I don't. He's not there. He's gone like that. Thompson, who I think he's at uh, he's Fleetwood now. Yeah, the he's right moved back. on. Yeah, he was an absolute like knobhead. He was like we all we always like never like cope with no his like like sort of creating anxiety carnage creating yeah creating beef and we just fell for it every time but it was I think it was I think it's Gareth Taylor he was called and he used to come on and like every time it was it felt as though he'd like change a game mm-hmm. we, couldn't, we couldn't handle what, him one other thing on, on the weekend's game before unless you want to move on there's any other players you want to talk about sure. I just want to mention the goalkeeper yeah. how it was typical of course that all these like Betting accounts and that had like been on about how he's statistically like England's number one or whatever, and then of course we've conceded three goals, which I don't think I would necessarily say he was to blame for any of them. Um, it didn't. He, he, I, I he think, made the he made the first one a little easy if you were being ultra harsh, but, but he was completely uh, exposed. I would also say though, like I think we've all been on this podcast and via the Twitter account pretty fair about the fact Burge hasn't had a lot to do. And a lot of it's been down to the teams being defensively structured in a very good way up until the weekend. I would also say, though, their goalkeeper was absolutely shocking and he only conceded the one goal. What we've got in Lee Burge, I think, the more the season goes on, is a downgrade on McLaughlin, but a player who looks perfectly capable at this level. He's nothing to worry about, in my opinion. I think when we judge him, we're often judging him against higher standard goalkeepers that we've had uh, I think if you dropped I was trying the to make this point we... Craig the week I got shot down by everybody no I think you were right I think I remember agreeing with you as I was listening we're back the more I see your keepers in this division I don't think um, they're any good and I think Burge is about par for the level yeah. I don't think we've got a problem he will flap at stuff he might make a meal of some saves he might parry things out into the box, but people have got to remember that that's League One. And when you look at Portsmouth, their keeper was doing much the same. He wasn't doing anything that made me think, God, our keeper is going to cost us promotion. Yeah. It made me think, well, their keeper would do the same then. So I don't think, I don't know what the other keeper's like, Matthews. I don't know if he's a capable backup or what, mm-hmm. but. <laughs> Uh, Shall we move yeah. on? <laughs> let's let's, let's, let's uh, not talk about let's him. Let's hold okay. back our, our comments on that because we're being accused of being negative. Right. But, yeah, let's not discuss. Well, the two games. Let's, let's, let's discuss a couple of games he's played already. Right. Um, what, what are we being positive after conceding three goals about yeah. a goalkeeper? What what more can you ask for if you want some positivity? There you go. <laughs> we'll have a break and we'll come back and we'll talk. Uh, about the Rochdale game, a dogs just start barking in the background. I think it's too far away to be picked up by I the microphone. I haven't picked it up. I haven't heard it. My eight-year-old daughter also coming and asked if I would go in the loft and get the Halloween decorations down. I don't think that got p- picked up either because I managed to cover. No, I didn't hear I managed you. to cover the microphone. She should know better. <laughs> it's a bit of a she should know. scary place to keep the Halloween decorations up in it. Yeah, you could yeah, yeah, curate yeah. like a horror story to go and collect. Well, would you keep Halloween decorations and Christmas decorations? Well, they'd have to be up there. They'd have to be up there, but you could curate a scare story when you go and get them. That would be... That is Actually, what I might do now is... because The irony. It's in the... It's in the oldest, the loft's up in the oldest yeah. daughter's bedroom. I might dangle her hands down when she's asleep, 
from the yeah. left. <laughs> Leave her there. You've got to get the... Um, yeah. the um, <laughs> Can you just go and get the um, Halloween decorations out of the uh, disused well in the garden? <laughs> <laughs> You've got to blow the dust off yeah. uh, the handle before you lift it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. What's that sound? All right, anyway, enough of that. We'll come back and give our expert opinion on Rochdale next. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Craig Clark, give me a discount code. It's WMS10. It's what? <laughs> it's WMS10. I thought you said WS. I was going to say not not. WMS10, what will I get? No, no, what will I get you? Maybe WWF. WWF10. WWF10 will get you 10% off all of your favourite pre-WWE wrestling attire. Yeah, get your free, get your free wrestling buddy with every order. From, from the uh, ring, from the terraces. from the ring, <laughs> yeah, from mm. the ring. Chris, this is a great idea yeah. if you're listening. But surely, surely use the code. Surely, seriously, use the code WMS10 to make all your purchases from from the terraces. Dot co. Dot co. Dot co. Yes, it's all um, gone wrong. This uh, everyone's slaving and. I've had two cans now. Actually, <laughs> Garrett's swimming in beer. I've got no yeah, I've tea. Have I? I've got that innocent gun lager. If you've ever had oh, that, it's nice. It is that tremendous. Mate. I haven't yeah, had any for ages. That green can. It's good. Sell it at uh, Heron's Foods. <laughs> wow, well, well. So when you fly, you when you fly from uh, when you fly from like Edinburgh Airport, it's good because their Weatherspoons have that on tap, and it's a really nice pint. Ooh. It's a great airport airport pint where you get a lot of like crap ones, I think, in uh, in in generally in airports. But uh, they do a good pint at Edinburgh Airport. There's a, there's a, I don't know how we got onto that from from the terraces, like. <laughs> well, there you go. But you should use the code WMS10. Go over to fromtheterraces.co.uk <coughs> and you will get um, 10% off your basket for all of your purchases. Jackets, gelies, uh, so we'll long sleeve polos this time of year is what you want to be All of the aiming for. All, all time of year for me, the long sleeve polo. Yeah, yeah it's adaptable, favorite. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it is. You can, you can always wear it under things for extra layers when it gets cold like it is now. And you've got to have the heating on, and because we're all working at home, our heating bills are going to be like three thousand pounds yeah. a day. But no, yeah. not if you've got the long sleeve polo and gilet combo. You can turn the heating off. Exactly, <laughs> and you could pop the jacket on as well. I've got one of the jackets. Yeah, throw the lot on. Great. I just chuck it all just on. Wear the lot. You'd be like, you'd be like Joy and Friends, where he yeah. puts all the Chandler's clothes on and does lunges. Yeah, could I be Keep yourself warm? You could do that if yeah. you want to. Yeah. <laughs> Testing times. Fireworks have started to go off now, which is great. Um, yeah, I've noticed that. I was trying to watch a film or something the other day, and uh, it was disrupting my enjoyment. I was like, "Can you just stop? 
please. Yeah. yeah. People keep setting them off at like like ten o'clock at night. Aye. Like, Say I'm why? I'm settled here. I don't need you setting <laughs> exactly. off the art like things that sound like we're having some kind of war out there. I tell you what, you know, look <laughs> obviously fireworks because bonfire night's coming up, isn't it? Um what, yeah, some, oh, yeah. some, something yeah. I never noticed when I was younger, actually, just going off on a massive tangent here. Um, I never noticed <laughs> how, how short the time period was between Halloween and Bonfire Night. Uh, it's less than a week turnaround. It's tight, isn't it? Yeah. yeah it's, a tight, <laughs> it's a tight turnaround. <laughs> it's Parkinson not you wouldn't change though. it up. Like, what do you, the Parkinson both wouldn't change it up. You know, they were both distinctive events, though, when you were a kid growing up. Oh, yeah. And you never really made that connection that they were quite close together, did you? Uh, It's a lot easier to um, do your bonfire, your Guy Fawkes night decorations, because you just set your house on fire. (laughs) You just, like, leave the gas on and then just, you know, chuck a match in. And there you go, done. Didn't have to go in the loft (laughs) and nothing like that. You sorted. (laughs) Parkinson Parkinson would be like, well, you know, the pumpkins (laughs) worked for us on Halloween, so I'm just going (laughs) to stick with it. I'll just put a candle in it. He's, he's got pumpkins he had out in like 1984, <laughs> which is his favourite. His favourite Halloween, and they're just there. It would be still like it would be rotting turnips. in the in if the it garden. Was from 1984, it would be yes. yeah, yeah, it would be turnips. Yes. Come on, yeah, Pum- yeah. pumpkins but didn't technically. Pumpkins had made it would be a Swede. Pumpkins had made England in 1984. Pumpkins, it wouldn't be a turnip. Pumpkins have only been readily available Halloween in the last decade or something. I would say it was all turnips when we were younger. Yeah, oh, fancy pumpkins now. Ghost, <laughs> ghost pumpkins. I oh, mean. Good. give me strength. Uh, I mean, sister's got this uh, <laughs> thing when you walk in the house for the burn where, it, like, you know, you step on the mat and it like makes Halloween noises. But I was like, we should get like one that does like Steve Bruce voices. You know, you walk <laughs> yeah. in and it's like, ah, oh, you know. Only as good as your strikers. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I, I agree. It's, it's I don't know why. I, like, would, buy, I, just I would buy one. Love Steve Bruce still, even yeah. though he's the mags manager. Yeah. I like. I think I quite like enjoy that he's so berated, despite the fact, like you yeah. know, they're not losing games and that. It's like it's just this magnet of hate <laughs> and disdain. I still like. I still like him. Yeah. Well, I, he'd do I a great job in League One, well. wouldn't he? He'd be fair. I just. He just seems like. He does nice. seem like a nice guy. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's my wife's getting really agitated by his interviews. It's like she can't remember him at Sunderland because, do you know the way he just he poshes up his Geordie accent? Uh, she, that's what I mean. That's why I want these things. She particularly seems to be getting annoyed by that. I don't think he was a bother as much, but every time I know when he's on because I can hear a shout at the telly. Um, but <laughs> but what, you know, but you know, like um, Love it. what's funny Love is it, it. what's funny though is it's put on because. At St James's Park, where you can eat, he just grunts at his players from the touchline, and this Geordie accent, really strong Geordie accent. You know, do you know all he shouts from his players? Do you know the only instructions you'll hear from? And no fans on the ground now. You can hear this, right? All he shouts to his players is "Get tighter." Get tighter. Go on, get up his ass. Get tighter. That's all he shouts. Wow, which gives a big indication of how he sets his teams up. Just go close and down and make it difficult uh, for them to play. He just honestly, that, that's 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 the only he tactical insight like, you'll hear from him on the touchline. He sounds like John <laughs> Deitch when he shouts. Aye, uh, aye. He's got that like he does like uh, I'm gravelly like him, gravelly. And he's like really softly. Maybe it has to be softly spoken in between because he needs to rest his voice. <laughs> he's got to have a strepsil or something, hasn't there. he? At the end of the yeah, game, yeah, yeah. Take the edge off. Who was Steve? Anyway. And he's great. Talk about, yeah. um, Let's talk about Sunderland again. Yeah. People have turned off in the droves now already. So it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. No, <laughs> people love Steve Bruce crap. Man. <laughs> and Halloween. Remember the good old days when we used to have good players. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Rochdale, right? Uh, Gareth said before mm. the crap. That's as far as I'm prepared to admit them. I am. Um, 
Uh, I don't even know where they are in the My league. knowledge of the might not be. Um, they might not be. They were famously stuck in this division for like 30 season. years or something, weren't they? Where they never. Table. Uh, was, oh, was it, actually, it was a bottom division, wasn't it? It was. They're, they're 15th. They've won three of, two, three of the last five. Right. Lost the other two, I think. But what I'm saying, oh, I'm, oh, I'm oh, right oh. in saying that, aren't I? Weren't they famously stuck in, in Division 4? So That's right. They did. For like 30 years or something without promotions or relegations. I think they've had the longest streak without moving up or down a division in the football league, yeah. Which was uh and then they eventually made it up and now seem to do quite well at just sort of hanging around in League One, which is probably punching above their weight, so it's quite impressive really, I suppose. Yeah. <clears throat> they've they've won the last game against Shrewsbury uh two one away. And the game before that they beat Burton one nil. And so they lost the they're game they're before that. Well, the game before that, they lost against Hull 3-0. So I would say Hull are a team you would consider to be of a similar standard as Sunderland, judging by league positions and form and stuff and results. So whereas Shrewsbury and um, sorry Burton are not great, Burton in particular have had a really bad start at the bottom of the table, but Shrewsbury are 20th. So when they've come up against good sides like Hull, they've obviously found it a little bit harder. So hopefully you get the same thing again when they play us, basically. Here's the stat. Here's the stat, right? Relegated in 1974, Rochdale remained in the fourth tier for 36 seasons. Wow. The club finally secured promotion in 2010. Incredible. <laughs> so... Can you I, imagine that, like, going through the generations of brilliant. your family? Of, your, like, your granddad and your dad and you and taking your kids to the match and stuff and just... Just fourth these, division football. I mean, th- that's, you know... That's it. Th- I haven't even been watching Sunderland for 36 seasons. Uh, just yeah. imagine us being in the same league the whole time. For your entire life. Just stasis. It's mental. Fair, fair play. That's mental, that I is. I mean, it's a good effort. Imagine if you were just mid-table every year as well. Like you never even challenged for promotion. You're never <laughs> going to get relegated. It was just like bland. Well, it, it does like, say here. Yeah, you know, it it only sounds like they started making a go of it in the in the in the noughties because after 36 seasons, after unsuccessful playoff campaigns in 2002, 2008, and 2009, the club finally secured promotion in 2010, and then were relegated two years later. <laughs> <laughs> Got bored in <laughs> two years in League One. Yeah, do, do you think there. their fans were like, um, I think I preferred um, just being mid-table in Division Four, <laughs> not not struggling against yeah. relegation in Division Three. Yeah, take me back. That's what it's about, isn't it? Yeah. That's me. I've just had a little bit further look at them, and they've gotten beat by Ipswich as well this season, and Swindon. The drew with Portsmouth. They look like they have quite a lot of shots in games, but not many on target, so maybe they end up resorting to like wild pings from long range. But you're looking at it and you think, if you want to get promoted, we're a game behind the teams around us and we're four points off the top two now, so even the win of the game in hand wouldn't take us into the top two. We've been here before. Uh, Obviously, it's really early days, but you do have to keep winning to keep the pressure on. And you can't, we've come on, like, at the same token as when I was saying we've beaten some of these teams heavily, as we know, we've also come unstuck far too often in games like this. Yeah, I think, I think they, they, this will say more about us than probably the defeat of Portsmouth will, I think. I agree. Because, um, like you say, we're unrealistic to think we're going to, like, just steamroll a league and hardly lose. It's, it's, a, it's a very similar, if not identical, start to the last couple of years. 
um, this year, right, Craig? And last year's reflects on that. Um, you know, by by the three games I mentioned after, you know, game eight, game nine, and game ten, where it was two draws and a loss. Oh, sorry, game eleven and a loss with a win shoved in there as well. And I think this will say more about us if we can just go now, get back on track. Because as I mentioned earlier, this will put us on seventeen points, which will be the best start after eight games that we've had since we've come so down. Like- by a couple of points. I don't think I, yeah. By a couple that, of that's points. not an unrealistic expectation as well to go and beat Rochdale. I mean, as we've talked about, they spent all those decades in League Two, well, fourth division, and they just sort of tread water in League One, seemingly at the moment. So you think, well, they're the teams you dispatch in the way we have done under Parkinson this season, apart from Bristol Rovers. I think we should have beaten Charlton. And I wouldn't really lump them in with the others because they seem to have picked up a bit and they're in the kind of top 10 at the minute. Um, but the rest of these sort of teams, we have we have just beaten them pretty comfortably. And I just don't see, based on having not seen Rochdale, but looking at the kind of stats. I mean, against Portsmouth and they've drawn nil-nil. I know shots don't tell you everything, but Portsmouth had a lot of chances according to the stats there. A lot, a lot of shots on target. As long as we don't repeat what we did against Charlton, we'll be absolutely fine because we have created chances in games. Yeah. So I, I'm not too. Any worried. changes for people? Obviously, you know, 9's going to have to come out now. Which you know, I, I don't want to say thankfully because we'll miss all nine from the right wing back <clears> position. But as Gareth said, Gooch can't play there. It's just you know you've got somebody, especially who, games like this. Yeah, and you've, you've just got somebody who's better than them. So Gooch playing there is not going to be a problem. So you're going to have to bring in Flanagan, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then I, I think Gucci and right wing back in a game like this. If we want to talk about rotation, <clears throat> this is exactly how you rotate it. You play Gucci as a right wing back yeah. to do the kind of things Hume does. Well, you, you don't you, need him to do the defensive I mean, work in these games. In the midfield as, as well, you, you feel like Gucci or Maguire, perhaps to go on one of those roles and free drop, up space I'd up pro- front. I'd, I'd yeah, probably drop, drop Maguire in for Scone. Yeah, I would and agree with then, that. And then bring. Probably Graham in. I'd probably bring in Graham and oh, White. If you want from. to give, you could. Uh, yeah. I play yeah, Graham. I, I, I play Greg. I play White. I, because White's playing well, I wouldn't drop him. I know we kind of goes against what we've I, seen. I, it's very just different. Not, he's not it's very play different Greg. when it's. It's not like it's somebody playing out of position. Because he scored a couple of games in a row. I know one was no goal. But, I'd you know, play White. I'd play White, but I'd, I'd play Greg as well. Personally, yeah, I, he's not going to play. Greg but he's not. Though, but we're not so. talking about what he's going to do, Gareth. We're talking about what we would do. I would also think about giving. It'd be pointless doing any predictions if it was just good about what he does, really, wouldn't it? But he, we know he's not going to do this either. But I'd, I'd think about giving. Again, it's a game we should be winning. Ledbetter is playing a lot of football. He, it's got nothing to do with the mistake he made. I, I thought he had a much harder time of it in general against Portsmouth because of the way they played. So you could look at it two ways. You either play him so he can rebuild back to great. We know what we're getting out of him. He can be a bit of a Rolls Royce, especially sitting in front of a back three where you've got, you know, the freedom of the park in theory. Um, or you look at it the other way and go, look, we'll, we should be winning this game. We've got bigger tests to come. Do we just give some players a bit of a break? Otherwise, that midfield, two of those midfielders, I know Powers miss games with injury. You're going to have played a lot of the, a lot of games in a row. Some of these players. Yeah, that's not uh, a bad idea. Well, I wouldn't be adverse to to that either. To be honest, so the problem you've got who do you play there instead in that position, or do you just slightly restructure it and have power and scowl with Gooch as more of a flat three? Do you need someone dropping that deep if it isn't like Bitter? Are you going to bring in McLaughlin at right back then? Mm. Well. 
No, why would you do that? I think Gareth. I or think Gareth thought you were moving good. You're playing good. Yeah, but if you no, move no, you could just put, bring Maguire into midfield with yeah. Scowen and Power. Yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. it's just who oh, sits, oh, sorry. Right, who okay. drops deeper to play the lead bit of position. Well, it'll be power, wouldn't it? it be power, but you could yeah. argue, you argue doesn't doesn't need to do it that much anyway. I mean, yeah, we should be dominating these games. I, know, I, I mean that, or you know, they try and get themselves a couple of goals in front and lead bit. You take take lead bit off after fifty minutes or something. Yeah, but they didn't could, do that you, either. Tell you, unfortunately, tell you, what, you could you could push Gucci into midfield and and put Diamond at right wing back. I, I mean, I don't think he will, but you could. But then we, you what do you do, do with Maguire then? Well, Maguire would have to stay there if you are going to do that. We're saying with Gooch and Maguire, Gooch and Maguire would, I, would, I imagine Gooch would go into the middle where Scone's been playing. So you'd play Maguire up with Spike? No, I'd play, where you could put Maguire where power's oh, I wouldn't play Maguire and no, Gooch in centre midfield. I think that's a bit one. much like, yeah. yeah. You'd need two of the midfielders in yeah, there. One of them I think you can to get on the ball. Yeah. I know what you mean. Like, I mean, again, in some of these... Uh, this isn't, by the way, I'm not trying to suggest that Leadbit has made one mistake. Suddenly, you've got to drop him or something. That's not what I'm saying. It's back to what we were saying before about squad management. Uh, and he's protecting, doesn't he? Uh, I, I would have sort of... You, you, just based Again, he could be in absolute tip-top condition and ready to play 50, 60 games. But he did look a little bit leggy to me on the weekend. Um, and the more games you ask someone to play, the more likely that is to happen. So... Uh, again, we've got good midfield options, but we are a bit one deep in that position. You yeah. kind of, t- you obviously he's playing Maguire and Gucci in the midfield roles, so you do have another option there. But <clears throat> you, you're not, you've only got power and lead bit who could really do the sitting kind of position. I think I don't feel. Did like... Neil? Did Neil play it? Yeah, I don't know. I'm I think sure he did. Yeah, no, he, he did. Yeah, did he? he did. There were a few players. No, there, were a few, there were a few players. So he ain't gonna. Have you got boiled egg there, Stephen? Did you just like flash your boiled egg up like that? It's a, it's, it's. Gone? Oh, right, okay. Oh, I thought you just uh, like had a boiled egg. It's, it's not a boiled egg, it's uh, shaggy. It is shaggy, yeah. Not the. Not, uh, not the. Singer. Uh, yeah, reggae. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who did it? Who did it bizarrely? Do you remember when he did a collaboration album and toured with Sting? Yeah, it's a very strange shaggy Scooby Doo toy. I'm sitting in the conservatory, which doubles up as a toy yeah. room at the minute, so. I know there's some kind of like. Treehouse, I think. No, there's all, there's the treehouses, all sorts going on. Oh, yeah, it is little. Yeah, yeah, toy yeah, treehouse. Yeah, didn't notice that before. Looks pretty good, that, like. You know, if you're a kid, obviously. Craig loves his toys. They've lost the plot. I, I, think we should, finally yeah, I think we should wrap it up. I've reached the end of me tether. <laughs> people, uh, <laughs> are people confident of winning tomorrow, then we've got to get back on track, haven't we? I think we, I think oh, we yeah, will. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think we will. Next three games, we need seven points. Right. Yeah, any advance what on one, no, Gareth? I think we'll get a couple. I think we'll I think, two, we'll, I think we need. I think we need to exert our authority on teams like Rochdale and win more comfortably than a goal to nil because we need to re, just sort of reinvigorate like our confidence in people. Yeah, mm. so yeah, a two nil or a three one that'd be. I'd be happy yeah. with that. It's okay. a bit saucier, that, isn't it? Conceding a goal, conceding three. It's very young Parkinson uh, you're like. Not gonna, you're not going to well, you know, you 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 put yourself through the ringer, but ideally, um, you know, it would be good to see us. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying I want us to concede goals, but in a funny way, we do want to see a game this season where we go a goal behind and come back and win it. We need to make, we need to make sure we can what? get over that hurdle. So 
Um, what I'm hearing is you'd rather uh, <laughs> lose 4-3 than win 1-0. One nil. One nil. <laughs> uh, absolutely, absolutely. That's a very in-house niche joke, that one. Right, yeah. okay. Enjoyed that, I mate. think White will get the goal as well. I think he's in a bit of form and I think we'll see him continue because he's got his tail up and he's get. You know the good thing about White is he's getting in the positions. His movement looks good in a way it hasn't looked good at Sunderland. Yeah. So... Good shout. I, I fancy him. Right. I've enjoyed that, mate. Thanks, lads. And thank you for listening. Aye. Right. Cheers. Thanks see. for all your help. Mate. It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.